I'm Simon King, and this is What's Wrong. Uh, thanks for tuning into the podcast. And if you're just listening to this, listening to my dulcet radio tones, you could be watching this on YouTube.com slash The Citizen Strange. That's my YouTube channel, because when I was like 23, I thought that sounded cool. No, older than that, because I'm older than YouTube. I think I've talked about this before. YouTube, YouTube came out when I was like, I was like 27 when YouTube happened. Mm-hmm. And it just seems so weird because there's people out there who don't know life before YouTube. And it was great. Not everyone thought they were going to be famous. Um, and now, now, before we could just put our podcasts on on YouTube, we used to do it audio only, which you can listen to, uh, or you could be watching this. Um, you could also be subscribed to the patreon.com uh, slash this is Simon King. And you can check out the bonus episode every month. Um, and very, uh, very excited to be, I, I don't know what episode this is, episode nine or something, episode eight or nine. Uh, with me, as always, is my intemperate producer, Mr. Mikey Greenwood. And um, my guest today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, award-winning producer, uh, musician, um, uh, comedy uh, superhero uh, producer, uh, podcaster, uh, I don't know, lots of things, um, Bat. Maybe yeah. <laughs> who knows? Um, uh, inventor of the uh, laser for destroying kidney stones. I don't know what he did, but we're just gonna make it up. Uh, Kevin, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Kevin. Thanks for having Kevy. me, gentlemen. Now, what we yeah, that's, that's literally only men watching this. <laughs> there's, there's no way women are watching this. They have shit to do. There's like three guys out there who are just like in prison. We figured out most people have keistered their computers, and that's how they. <laughs> listening to this yeah. it's mostly what you what you play when you can't get the good pay phone um, <laughs> and, then, and so normally what we do off the top here is that no, normally three times out of the eight podcasts we've done <laughs> i actually because i used to have the what's wrong with simon king podcast where it was just me mm. and there was no video thankfully because i went through a really weird fat face hair period um <laughs> she also now and <laughs> I look a little bit. I look like uh, I look like I just came in from a prank where someone put a bucket over a door. <laughs> I, just I, opened up. I think you're a very attractive guy. Aww. I was literally on another podcast today talking about how great your hair is. Mm. It's the best. That's it's great my redeeming hair. feature. I and mean, it, in the wild, it would be the way I would attract a mate. Um, you're a handsome. You both are. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I yeah, yeah. That. Well, Mikey, um, the thing about Mikey is no one knows exactly what Mikey looks like because we <laughs> refuse to have him on camera. Mm. Or if so, he even exists, really. We're not sure he exists. It could just be me being really good at ventriloquism. <laughs> Hold on. See, I can't do it now. Mm. Hi, I'm Mike Greenwood. God damn it. How'd you do that? <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> um, but it's like, it's. Um, I used to be just me talking randomly at a at a phone sometimes in the car. I would yeah. put the phone under my... Um, under my seatbelt, and we just talk, and and then, and people like that. People enjoyed it, but then what happened was I didn't, uh, and then, and I did it for a while. This is mm-hmm. good, but it's very limey. Yeah, um, and then uh, <laughs> not sure how many in a row I can do. Though I'm I don't know. It's made it. my mouth. It's made my mouth like really watery. Like it's good, but it, yeah. it's like like a Warner Brothers cartoon where they suck yeah. out a lime and they're like. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what I want? Six sprites in a row. <laughs> yeah, six sprites. Yeah. How many sprites do you think you could drink if you had to? If somebody uh, cans. Like, if you got pulled out of like you're you're you know you're a uh, you're you're I don't know you're deployed you're fighting mm-hmm. a war you're a marine right yeah. they pull you out of your armored vehicle and they go mm-hmm. look we'll let you go. Mm-hmm. If you can finish all these sprites. Am I allowed to throw up? While uh, no. Whilst. No, it's Ooh. all. you got to keep the sprite It's a lot in. of carbonation. I think I could probably do five in a row. Though, when Ooh. I was a teenager and a child, even before I was a teenager, my mom... Well, that's uh, usually how the order goes. You typically... <laughs> go backwards. Uh, let's just leave Benjamin Button out of this. <laughs> I was uh, six foot one and 200 pounds when I was born. And then I it just born. got smaller. It's so weird. Um, my mom was a health nut, and mm-hmm. so we never had anything that tasted good in my house yeah. at all. So yeah. when I would get a chance to get like junk food, I'd 
like go really hard, yeah. too hard. Like I remember she bought a six pack of Coca Cola and I pounded it all in like <laughs> wow. half an hour. I, I bet just you needed would... it. I, yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah, it yeah. so yeah. bad. Yeah. She never let me have See, it. See, this is the thing: is this is why I'm being giving my kid heroin because I want yeah. him to not want heroin. You know He's gonna I'm be like... so over it. He's gonna be like, "Fuck this!" But it's true. Like I was raised with a bottle of wine on the table. Like yeah. we, I was raised with booze, yeah. and and because of it, I didn't get drunk for the first time until I was in my thirties. I mean, I drank yeah. like a fucking fish, but, yeah. but I just wasn't a novelty to me. Like I didn't go get drunk with teenagers. Um, I do now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've got, you know, I got the money now. And I, just, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, cool. I go, what do you guys want to drink? What do you like to drink? You know, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you, you like bourbon? I got a lot of bourbon. You ask them if they want a boot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> guys, you want some. Hey, you guys are just hanging out in the just park. Some kids walking past the liquor store. <laughs> you guys are just all playing spike ball in the park and you could be fucked up. So I don't know if you want to drunk. Just, I love that. The aggressive bootlegger. He just goes out to find people to bootleg. Hey, hey, shh. I know it's recess. Come here. <laughs> after, what are you doing after school? Getting fucked up? Yeah. yeah. It's like aggressive, aggressive bootlegger. I love the idea of that guy. Just yeah. and then the cops are like, "Are you going?" Now, and this is a weird question. Are you going around and trying to buy booze for children? Is that wrong? Should I not do that? <laughs> they want a party. So, I did that. Maybe, so yeah. you and the police come to a compromise where you only do it for nineteen-year-olds. <laughs> so you're gonna boot for nineteen-year-olds? Yeah, because they need it. All right. I don't think yeah. we need to explain yeah, it to them. That's fine. That's fine. That's the thing. Is like, I mean, people listening in America, um, in some states, nineteen, you can't drink in nineteen. Twenty-one, you vote. Great point. You can vote. Pornography. You can, you can make the porn. Mm-hmm. You can uh, do a lot of things. You can can't join you the military. You yeah. can smoke at 16, but oh. you can't drink. Huh. Drink at 21. Why? What the fuck? If you live in the States, if you live in a place where you have to do porn and join the military you so you can to. afford your cigarettes, <laughs> I think you should be allowed to drink. I got to vote for a party I don't like, yeah. and I need to do porn and join yeah. the military to buy the cigarettes I'm addicted to. Yeah. And my mom, my mom, I can't afford her prosthetic foot because the medical bills are through the roof. Yeah. I think you think you deserve a whiskey. Yeah, the government's like, have sex on film. <laughs> have do sex. it. Make mo- Do make, it. Make dirty movies and then smoke out of cigarettes. Yeah. I don't know why they Smoking a cigarette. Italian pornography director. Italian man, because I don't know. It's ran by Luigi. You'll smoke a cigarette. Hey, Bobby the Buff. And then disappear. What the fuck was that? It was like an ad campaign from the 50s. Yeah. For continental taste, try Giuseppe's Tallest Tars. Hey, you're lucky to cigarette. Are you doing a Estonian accent? Bro, my dick. Just Ari Matti. Bro. Bro, like I know from bro that. my dick, bro. In Estonia, bro. Fuck. Everyone talks. Bro. In Estonia, bro. My dick, bro. Fuck. Are they all dudes out there? They're all bro dudes? No, I only know one Estonian. That's a woman. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's hot. I only know one Estonian. Although Estonia sounds like a played friend Flintstone lips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fred Flintstone lips in Estonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's from Conan's from or something. There are yeah. pl- there are pockets of Eastern Europe where things are still in the 90s. Yeah. And they have not changed. They it's refuse true. to change. It's true. And I, I think that's, you know, because Dylan Ryan had a joke about that. It was like, I think it was Croatia or something. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, we tried a smoking ban, but people didn't like it, so we just went back to smoking. <laughs> I was like, well, fuck, if you're just going to do things people like. So. You know it's great? Like, I play in a band that tours quite a bit, mm-hmm. and I've been through so much of Europe, okay. but it's only for a few hours each place. So while I've been everywhere, I know nothing about it. Like, I spent yeah. a whole day in Hungary right. but it was on a battleship what? and so I didn't get to like look around it was so cool we were on a, we played on a battleship but you know about Hungarian battleships I know about that battleship yeah. Yeah. is it Budapest? yeah I love Budapest so cool so cool not that I'd know because I didn't even look around I, I was there for uh, three days one of which I was so drunk I couldn't even open my eyes really? <laughs> I got so fucking drunk in Budapest the most drunk I've ever been 
because I had I had gone to Budapest. Um, my uh, newly pregnant wife at the time and uh, hammered. My, my mother had visited. Yeah, she was fucked. And Black my mother, out. my mother was visiting. It was when I was living in London. My mother was visiting um, from England, uh, from Canada. She was visiting from England when we were in London. It's weird. Anyway, she was visiting. <laughs> and then I had I booked this gig. I had to go to Budapest, and they're like. Um, and I was like, well, you know, why don't I bring you guys with me? I'll just buy some plane tickets. Listen, and um, and he's just drinking. he's just done. He's like, fuck this. It's a walk off. I was on a battleship, and you're talking about a pregnant lady getting drunk. I'm like, no, nah, it's not the same thing. Pregnant ladies on no. battleships. Especially she didn't, on battleship. touch, she didn't touch a drop, um, which makes this even more. And so my mom was there, and then I decided, like, instead of staying at the um, at the accommodations provided, which were really nice, this place called the Brody Studios, and it's this this ruin bar. So it's these bombed out buildings from World War II, and then they put the you know they put bars in it. Yeah. And so instead of staying there, I, I got a little condo and we stayed there. So it was like uh, my wife at the bedroom. My mom was sleeping in the living room. So that was the idea. So I went out to do my gig. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I get to the venue, now I have not had a chance to do an hour long set in a while because England, you don't get to do that really. They're 20 minute sets. Oh, yeah. I love that. So my buddy's opening up for me. My buddy from England's opening up for me. We get there. The local guy is emceeing and he's really great. And then they give me. So at this point, it's three Hungarian Florence to every pound. So for every pound, it's like three Florence. Mm-hmm. And they gave me a, uh, I think it was like a 40 pound bar tab. And an ounce of alcohol is two Florence. Wow. So you can do the math on this. So I had a <laughs> bottle. good. And of course, I hadn't had access to very much bourbon because it's not super common in the UK. So I had a um, bottle of wild turkey to myself mm-hmm. and a solo cup. And uh, and my opener went out and I was just in it. I was just fucking in it, right? <laughs> and my opener went out and he fucking, the MC killed, the opener killed. And I it was just I knew it was going to be one of those. And it sure was. It was, yeah. it was so I don't know where I went. It sure was fucking great. Turned Irish for a second. <laughs> I'm drinking out of nowhere. I got fucking Irish. And I went out and I um I just I full bore Canadian did. I just leaned so hard into the booze, but I didn't. It didn't affect me on stage at all. Yeah. To the point where. And I drank three quarters of a bottle of wild turkey by myself within mm. an hour. Mm, like nice. it was an hour and a half. I was fucked. And then and then I got off stage and my opener said to me, he goes, This is he goes, This is how I didn't know you drank. He goes, You got paid, because we get they paid us cash. He goes, You got paid. He goes, You said good goodbye to my wife or my girlfriend and I. And he goes, and then you walked away and he goes, You seemed sober. <laughs> it was January. I walked outside. When the cold air hit me, it was just like, oh, you're fucked. <laughs> I, don't, I know this seems weird. I don't speak Hungarian. My cell phone didn't work there. And, uh, and now I don't know where the apartment is. I have no fucking idea. And I have like, whatever, like 500 euros in my hand. Yeah. Like in my hand. And I'm just drunk. I'm like I'm, I'm sweating in the freezing cold. Drunk and lost in a country yeah. don't speak the language. So I'm like- wandering around now. <laughs> No idea where the fuck I am, and I'm just walking around. I kept trying to remember what I've seen in the last couple of days. I'm like, I don't know, Blue Bridge, Chain Bridge, Chain Bridge, you got this way. And then finally, this is what my mom said. So I didn't take a key with me. There were only two keys. Uh-huh. And so this is what my mom said. She saw, she heard me banging on the door. It wasn't even that late. It was like 11 at night. It yeah. wasn't even that late. Yeah. She heard me banging on the door. She said, she opened the door, and my face was bright red, and she goes, your face was like this wide. <laughs> She's like, you're just smiling, like just smiling. And you're like, I did it! And you just dropped money in front of me. <laughs> She's like, and then, and then I, as far as I recall, and then I dropped money, and then I went in, and I got goulash. And I just That's... ate cold goulash while I talked to my mom. And then... <laughs> It's, and then I and then I was like, I better go to sleep because we gotta get out of here at six a.m. And then I just stood in the bathroom, 
for about an hour just oh standing God. there wow. waiting to throw up, but I <laughs> fell asleep standing up. Wow. Yeah. It was you're like good. a horse. You're like, I a, am like a horse. You're like a drunk <laughs> and horse. Then, and then because I wanted to uh, to take the best of this, like I was keto at the time, and this I broke my keto the next morning immediately to find something to soap up the fucking booze. Yep. I took a picture up. of me in, in the Budapest airport. I am gray. Like I'm a gray color. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I look like everything else around. I look like a black and white 30s movie star that yeah. just everything else around me is color. I was so fucking drunk. <laughs> and then I came home like the next day and got a bunch of blood tests just for a physical. And <laughs> Holy shit. Right. I'm surprised my You're liver. like, sir, I'm, this is pure <laughs> like, wild turkey. Sir, wild you <laughs> so, yeah, you're How did you even do yeah, that? Your, no liver, your liver uh, results came back 80 proof. So. <laughs> but no, I, apparently fine. I have a story like that. Mm. Here's the thing with um, being in a band that tours is... It's not just on you to have stories like that. There's like three or four other people to have stories like that. So you okay. get to witness other people right. do stuff like that. So if you're not living it, you can witness yes, another exactly, person exactly. So, story. So uh, my band Fake Shark, uh, we were touring Germany. Wow. And we played um, this this uh, festival. And there was one stage at one venue. And it's the very last show of the last day of the festival. It's called Canadian Blast. So it was us... Hannah Georges from Toronto. Oh, right. The Zolas from Vancouver. Oh, nice. And, um... That's great. The Sheepdogs. Holy fuck! Yeah. And then, That's a great lineup. And then Fake Shark was at the end. Yeah. Okay. And so, this is the last day of our tour. We're on at midnight. Packed show. Um, we have to get on a train at 6 a.m. to go to the airport, which is a couple hours away. Okay. And so, we play. I've been stressed the whole week about this show because our drummer for some reason something happened where he couldn't be there and so the zola's drummer just happened to know our songs okay oh, and wow. learned them in headphones without rehearsing them holy shit and played them played the show what? He's amazing. Cody, you, you're amazing. You're a genius. I don't even understand. How do you do that? Yeah. And and our shit is technical. Like, we play along to backing tracks, so he had to have in-ear click track and all this stuff. So we do it. I'm relieved, and I've decided that I'm going to allow myself two beers on the patio outside mm -hmm. the okay. venue, and then I'm going to go to my hotel and go to bed, because we have to get up in four and a half hours to Smart. get on this train. Yes. So... We finish, I'm sitting outside, I'm drinking a beer. Oddly enough, someone gave me an ACDC beer. I don't even know why <laughs> that's in Germany. Is that a uh, beer? It's a beer. It is now. It had Angus Young on the side. So Back I'm sitting in there. blackout. Hey, <laughs> I gotta go. Thanks, everybody. Sorry. That's why I came here. There we go. Stuff like that. So, uh, and I, I'm sitting with the Zolas, and I'm, for the first time on this trip, taking a breath and enjoying myself. Lewis and Tony from my band, um, they're like, we're going to go to the red light district. And I'm like, okay, I'm just telling you. Because Lewis stresses me out all the time by just showing up. Like, like, oh my God, we're supposed to be on stage in five minutes. Where's Lewis? And then I go outside and he's like eating a hot dog outside with a band. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And I'm always, I'm, yeah. I, I'm a singer. I should be the one being an idiot. Right. Yeah, 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 I'm always yeah, yeah. the one looking for, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, stray yeah, yeah. when yeah. you need it. And he and I started the band when we were in, like just after high school. So I've been dealing with this forever. So yeah. I'm like, I'm just telling you. Yeah. If I can't find you fucks in the morning, I'm getting on the train without you, yeah. and yeah. I'll see you in Canada. And they're like, <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> so shitty about it. Yeah. And so uh, I have my two drinks with Zach Gray from the Zolas, good friend of mine, and I bid fucking adieu, and I go to the hotel. 
I wake up in the morning, feel fine, go knock on Tony's door. He answers it. He's uh, wearing a fez for some reason, and he's a black guy, so that's crazy. And he's he's hung over, but he's there. What is I'm a like, fez? It's like uh, the, what? It's like a like rush. Shriners. You know the Shriners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like a plant pot. Like I pictured a pez. Ren from Ren and Stimpy would wear one often with okay. a house coat. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's gotcha. the reference that yeah. you understand. Yeah. So then. Um, I'm like, great, Tony, see you in the lobby in five minutes. Go to Lou's door. Knock, knock, knock. Nothing. It's shocking, though. So I'm not even mad. I just go back to Tony's door. I'm like, do you know, where, do you know where he went? And he's like, dude, I just like dropped him off in there half an hour ago. There's, there's, there's no way that this could, he's not there. There's no way. And I'm like, I don't know, dude, but I'm going to leave in three minutes. Tony's like, no, wait, 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 wait. Goes down. Gets the, the guy at the front desk. We come up. He unlocks Lou's door. He's not there. His luggage is everywhere. <laughs> Cigarettes everywhere. He does not smoke. Oh. So I'm like, I don't care. See you later. And Tony's going, no, no. <laughs> so we just, I'm like, I'll, I'll yeah, see. fuck it. Man. I'm going. Like, I'm sorry. So we go, walk to this train station. And Tony's like, I can't believe. I'm like, you can't believe? Yeah. You've been in this band for a while. You know, you know this is how. So. We get to the train station, and we're standing there, and we're waiting for the train. And uh, these two girls come up, and they were like, oh, we, we saw your band last night. It was cool. And so we're talking to them, and then whatever. And then we slowly get on the train, and uh, they're like, where's the rest of your band? I'm like, well, there's actually only one other guy, and we, we don't know. Right. And then the door shut, and then start pulling away. And the one girl goes, is that him? And we see him come running with, he has so much luggage every time too. I bring a backpack. Like we, we toured China for two weeks, I brought a yeah. backpack. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. don't like worrying about my shit. Yeah. I don't like carrying things. I don't even have an umbrella in Vancouver because I don't like carrying stuff. Yeah. I'm the same way. Are you? I don't like carrying an umbrella at exactly. all. I'd rather get wet. I don't mind getting wet. I'll, I'll that dry bad. my hair yeah. under a fucking one of those Dyson hair dryers. It's not that bad getting that a little wet. Don't no. get and also tell you one thing, I hate when people have the umbrella and they go under the awning. Fuck Why you, do you man. get the awning? Fuck you. You and made your the, choice. I'm the height that gets poked in the eyes by those yeah. spokes yeah. fuck you yeah. for bringing yeah. that under yeah. there so that's what's wrong that's this me. week yeah. <laughs> no so but I, that is a good that is that's absolutely fucking true it's, that drives me insane it's really inconsiderate oh fucking yeah. so, privilege I digress so <laughs> I've been working on that I am the guy with the umbrella under the you I, I apologize I, and I don't know where Christ. I'm carrying the umbrella stuff I knew, I knew you gotta, it was something we were opposed on ideologically <laughs> you gotta collaborate I don't use umbrellas anymore or just don't under the awning I don't use umbrellas anymore bring back the poncho bring back the poncho love the poncho so I have a good Radiohead concert story about ponchos I'll tell it later so um, we start pulling away and we see him and he just misses it he just like, uh. like it, it, it started pulling away and that's when he got there and then I just saw him throw all those stuff on the ground and I literally put my feet up and took a sip of my drink because <laughs> yeah. that's how often that stuff happens yeah. with yeah. him that I just and he's to his credit he's like I know I know like you know yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we get to Vancouver, or no, we get to the airport, and he's somehow already there. What? <laughs> and once again, his luggage is open, and there's cigarettes everywhere. And I'm like, how did you do that? And he's like, I flew here. I got a flight. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, I'll never tell you. And he never has. And that was six years ago. And you still don't know who I those cigarettes belong to. I have no clue what happened. And almost everyone in my band has a story like that, where yeah. I just, right. 
I don't know you what don't happened. Know. They won't tell me. It's got to be something creepy and sexual. They're probably, yeah. they're probably like, uh, <laughs> like uh, you guys, okay, uh, what's going to happen is I'm going to pretend to miss this thing, and then I'm going to fly in, and we're just going to pretend. I'm going to tell Kevin <laughs> I had this thing, yeah. and then they're all doing that just to fuck with you. Yeah, and leave yeah, cigarettes everywhere because you don't yeah, smoke. Leave cigarettes fuck every, with them. So just, they're just fucking with you at this yeah, point. Yeah. Like it's legit, But I had that, that sometimes with openers. I'll be like, all right, well, we're, gonna, we're getting on the road at 8 a.m. because we got to, you know, we can't fucking mm-hmm. stick around. we got to leave the hotel. Yeah. You knock on the door at 8 a.m., and they're not there, and you can't leave without them because you're driving to a town that they can't get to without you. <laughs> Dude! Like, what the fuck? And then, like, 10 a.m., they wander down. Oh, you should have woken me up, you fucking <laughs> no, no, no. son of a bitch. No, no, no. It's not my fucking job. And let me tell you another thing that's crazy. <laughs> Simon and I are known as, like, eccentric, crazy performers. How come we're the responsible ones yeah. all the time? Yeah. I was yeah. thinking that when we were doing your yeah. special. How come me and Simon are the ones that are uh, uh, on point all the time? We're the ones that shouldn't yeah. be. And how come yeah. the most organized should, guy always has the I most luggage? I should be a tortured genius. I know. <laughs> Instead I know. of just a tortured fuckbag. I know, exactly. <laughs> I'm stressed out all the time. Yeah. I it, me too. It's like it's like one of those things where it's like being fastidious <laughs> out all is, 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 is fine unless you have to be fastidious for everyone. Yeah. Exactly. And it just becomes this thing where it's like, because people rely on they go, well, uh, you know, Simon will He'll cover figure it. it it's out. like, fuck! Fuck you. <laughs> and also it's like you're being punished for being like, Together and uh, caring about right. your career. Like yeah. I get, I used to get to shows. Oh, I still do. I mean, nowadays, I with local shows, I roll in a little after because I'm like, look, I'm not on until 10 p.m. I'm not getting there at eight. Yeah. Like, I mean, fair is fair. I don't want to. I'm, I'm at that point now where I don't want to sit through that. Fair enough. But for my entire career, I pretty much did. I would always get to the venue half an hour before the show. Yeah. If I'm even now. If I'm going to be, if I say to them I'll be there at 8.45 and it looks like it'll be 8.55, I send them a fucking text yeah. message or I message them and be like, just so you know, nobody cares. Well, it's just but consider I do it, it because it's yeah. just professionalism. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're there putting on the show and someone's not there, it's exactly. stressful. And, and you wouldn't want to do that. other people just don't seem yeah. to give a shit and you're, like, and you're like, hang on a second, man. Like, you're on the poster. I don't know if you're coming. Yeah. So, like, what the fuck? Oh, man, yeah, that drives me bananas. And I'm the same way with, like... I just look at details that don't get done, and then I and then people go, well, just don't do it, and other people will learn. Yeah, but they learn on my dime yeah. in terms of time and money or whatever it is. I know, and, and it's then, like, I can't have that. And then for some reason, it attaches itself to your reputation, and also, I have a feeling you're like me this way, too. You can't just watch something fail. No, I can't. I can't, I can't just I can't, fucking, can't. you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to with this, and it's not working. <laughs> Mikey is keeping it alive. Yeah, I yeah. keep saying to him every episode, I'm like, that's got to be the last one, right? He's like, actually, the numbers are good. I'm like, fuck. Oh, my God. One that's why day. I quit my union job is because no one was willing to put the effort. And yeah. then I yeah. would compensate. And everyone's like, why don't you just do nothing? I'm like, I can't just sit there. No, you can't. just fucking burns. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I, I can't. It's, it's just not. I can't feel like no. I didn't try. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, I like, I these days, I will actually take weekends off because I lose <laughs> my mind. Like, yeah, dude, have I have, to. like, like. Let me. Can I tell you something about, about my day? Yeah. Let's okay. Talk about your so, day. Yeah, yeah. so check this out. So this morning I wake up. I'm, I'm <laughs> typically uh, my cat wakes me up at 7 a.m., which is really uh, annoying. Um, it must be what having a child is like. Exactly like that. Like no different. Cats, cat's, babies, name? same well, thing. Kids don't shit in a box. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, they're not point, supposed to. Point taken. Does, yeah. Uh, Legally, he doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes you have to leave the house for 12 hours oh. and they gotta go somewhere. They feed themselves. Babies. Uh, his name is Magic Mew. So anyway, okay. so he loves Simon. He fucking loves we Simon. Real well. Huh? Pokemon reference Mew. No. Nope, Magic sorry, sorry. Johnson. And oh, then okay. also he just I called him Mew. Nicknames. Okay. So this morning, um, I I, I woke He's up. He's Magic Johnson because. Because you know the obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good at basketball. He's dying of AIDS. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> HIV. See, it never got to AIDS. It never got to AIDS. Exactly. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So ignorant. <laughs> oh. I used to have this joke. I'm like, how do you have HIV for that long and not get that sick? I guess you have one Magic Johnson. <laughs> 
So stupid. So stupid. Um, okay, so, so stupid. I think your stupid jokes are better than anything I've written. <laughs> so I woke I'm up. I'm opening with that next week. <laughs> I woke up to, uh, and this is often how my days will start, a frantic text, <laughs> which was, oh my God, I know I told you tomorrow was the day you're going to do Darcy and Jane's podcast, but it's today. Uh. And. And that I had 20 minutes to get there. And so that's cl- <laughs> at 7 a.m. No, this so magic woke me at seven. This is at nine. Oh, so it, who the fuck does a podcast at 9:30 in the morning? How dare they? This is midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so I quickly threw. I was like, so so many of my days start that way where yeah. I'm like, fuck, fuck, and yeah, then so yeah. I get get it together and I. I Uber there, and on the Uber, I'm sure you do this too, yeah. although I don't think you Uber, but I use Ubers as a time to work and do emails. Yeah. I, so, I, I'm a cab guy, but I do think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing that, because um, I also am the GM for Comedy Here Often, which is the label that Simon releases Amazing Special through, Woo! and his album. Um, and then I have two bands and so, whatever, so I have lots of things. And so I'm in the Uber, and the Uber driver keeps trying to talk to me. He's trying to talk to me. He's like, mm. you know, it's crazy, the weather, you know, whatever. And I'm like, that's, I'll try to be nice. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. so true. And he's looking at me, and then he's driving, and then we're um, trying to do my thing. And then we get to Maine and Hastings, and I, I notice he's now just focusing on the road because there's a lot of traffic. And he's in the right lane to go right on Hastings, and there's a guy behind us trying to get into this lane uh, and he smashes ah. into us we got a fucking car accident this morning and the way it happened i heard it crunch and i screamed and so did the driver we were both like ah! and then um, and the guy pretended it didn't happen yeah, he pretended it didn't happen and he just drove next I to like us this guy. and it scared me and the driver. Thanks for letting me in. The, it moved the car. It moved our car. Wow. Yeah. And and me Can and, I say what kind of car were you in? Uh, Big car, small car? Oh, it was like it was like a civic kind of okay. car. And so me and the driver are both like can't believe that it happened. I've never yeah. been in a car accident. And so oh, really? Yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> so so we're both like, oh my god. And then and then furthermore, the guy's pretending it didn't happen and we're looking at him and he's doing the Bill Burr arm on the headstand thing. And uh and and the driver of my car is so uh, spooked that he can't yeah. find the handle to get out of his car. He's forgotten yeah. how to open. And the so door. I, I'm like, I go, it's there. It, it's right. I'm pointing to the. And then he's like, Thanks. and then he gets out. He's got an escape room. He's traveling around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, dude, he taps on the guy's window, and the guy pretends he doesn't see us, and drove away. What? And so I see the license plate number, and I'm reciting it out loud. I'm like, five words. I'm like yelling it over and over and yeah, over yeah, again. Yeah. And then we, he gets back in, and we're, we laughed because it was so shocking that. Yeah. You, yeah. You're not gonna get away with this. Yeah, and then and then we just drove to the studio and, and we had to work. We're laughing and and he's like, my car's all fucked up. Like we we're like laughing kind of, and I'm like, I know. And he didn't. He yeah. pretended he didn't see us. And then I had to do Darcy and Jane's podcast. I came in, my hand was like shaking. Yeah. And then Darcy started picking up with the crazy energy. And then Dan. Duval, who's like the producer of that, he he said nothing. Like my crazy energy and Darcy and Jane, we all did it, and it shut everyone else down because we're. Yeah. I was I was like out of my mind all day, including now. Well, I mean, if you, if that's you, why you, I wanted this. Well, thanks for coming to this podcast. I feel bad that we're gonna chuck you out the window at the end. Uh, of the I deserve it. But you know what? That seems to be the only way. Like it's like, oh man, my my day was started really rough, and then I had to do Simon's podcast. Jesus fucking Christ! I've been looking forward to this all day and so I, I did that podcast and then i had to do uh a meeting and then i did a recording session with a man called fion and now i'm here so this is these are my days where right. i'm just like so when you're like 
talking about it, people are like, oh, just let it fail. I can't. Yeah, no, I can't. Yeah. I can't either. I can't. Yeah. I'm one of those guys where I'm like, I'm like, it's like it was always kind of um, <clears throat> made clear to me that like if someone else isn't going to do it so you're going to do it yeah and it just was always one of the things where it's like I mean even that special we did it was just a matter of like there were things like you me and Millen it's like we didn't do it it just didn't get fucking done (laughs) and it was just like and, and there were times when I was like I'm like I need to be a prima donna here, but I'm the talent. I know. <laughs> like, I shouldn't be doing Dude, this. I'll think that no in my band. The venue cares as much as you guys, right? So, like, yeah. they don't put the effort. But it's like, you just, it becomes very apparent to you that the, ah, just let it fail. That's everyone on that crew, except, yeah. you know, so, yeah. so it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're, it's me and you, man. And we got to do it or else nothing. And then you get that thing where people are like, oh, you're so serious. You're all business. I'm like, I have to I have be. to Because yeah. you're fucking hanging off a chandelier full of cocaine. <laughs> I got to fucking do the job. And when they say let it fail, you're, they're just saying let you fail because it's well, your yeah, project, right? Is, like, and no. that's the thing. Is, it's like it's one of those things, too. Is like, like if, you, if you do, like I try to, to only, I've really got to a point where I try to only do things that I actually want to do. Yeah. Like invest myself in because it's a, so much effort and so mm-hmm. much fucking work to put things together and that's make true. things. And, but then it's like you do all that work, and then you're asking someone to do 10% of what you're doing. I just, know. Just yeah. come this far for me. All you got to do is come this oh far. Oh, my God, I and know. And they can't fucking do it. I and know. you're just like, one day I will do a podcast, and I will tell the saga of the special that we did because it Patreon. literally shouldn't Patreon. exist. <laughs> it's literally the special without oh without <laughs> Kevy, without um, uh, Millen, our producer, and without me. It just wouldn't well, have been made here's because the there were so many phone calls where we are like, now what do we do? And well, it's like, because none of us have done this before. So what's like, the most what? obscure thing that you had to deal with that you didn't think you'd have to deal with? I, ha- I had to talk the, um, there was a, the guy that did the color on it was so good. The post-production color guy was so good. Um, but understandably very frustrated because it was an issue with, it, it's long and complicated and technical, but there was an issue with, so you, we shot with six cameras or five cameras or whatever, you know, and um, we had a main master, which is your big, the camera that you see right at the top, that's that's the whole stage, right? And then you have your your sides and your jib and everything else. And the master, it was an issue with the footage where the digital footage had been, um, it had been basically cut down so there was only so much he could do with it. So he described it to me like this. He goes, you have 100% of footage digitally, you give me 10% to work with. Whereas the other cameras, he had 100% of footage. So he was trying to bring the main camera up to the other cameras and couldn't do it and then he said to me at one point he goes take my name off this I don't want anything to do with this I can't get it done the way I want because he's a perfectionist and he's extremely good at what he does and he goes I don't want anything to do with this and he goes he goes or reshoot it now this is the middle of the pandemic And I'm like, this is like, this is like October yeah. 2020. We, we filmed like, it. We're not doing Dude, this. We filmed it. I th- was it December? Right right be- 2019. Right before the fucking pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- I was three months into the new hour before this fucking shit went down. And we did it over a year in post, literally because we didn't have a choice. Yeah. yeah. And it also, it kind of worked out well that it came out when it did. But the yeah. point it's is. beautiful. And, and it's it, doing and really well. It looks great now. Yeah. But the thing is, is, is I had to say to him, I was like, all right, well, how about you bring all the other cameras down? And he's like, because he's such a perfectionist yeah. and so good. <laughs> And he's like this artist, and he sees what it could be. And I go, no, you don't understand. Um, I'm a Canadian showbiz now. So if you could bring it all down. And it actually ended up working well for the style of comedy. It looks beautiful. For the style. It looks, it looks yeah, great. It's gorgeous. I but it. just that point. He must have synced my voice with like 50, 60 times. I, you so, must have seen those well, jokes. Here, so here's the thing. Times. I could do your set verbatim right now. Um, but here's the thing. I'd like oh. to see someone make it funny if you'd like to give it a whirl. <laughs> They're racist, but they're confident. But yeah. So, um, so here's the thing. Two, I'm jealous of racists. Yeah. Two things spring to mind right now that happened. One of which was we shot an opening thing. 
The yeah. producer, one of the, one of the, not sorry, not the producer, one of the camera people just fucking lost the disappeared. Footage. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't even know how. And also, and also, we have to say that this special was directed by Rory Scovel. Yeah, it was partly a favor that I called in. Yeah, and it was one of those things where I'm like, Rory, could you? I'm handing you my baby. He's like, I will take care of it. Yeah. And he really did. And he shot this amazing opening sequence. And then one of the camera people at some point or something happened, and he just fucking <laughs> disappeared. And, and guess what? When we tried to ask. No response. no response. And that was what happened with several camera people. So then then we refilm it because we're like, we don't know what to do because we're trying to stick to his <laughs> yeah. vision. And then we reshoot it. But it's now eight months later yeah. and it's the fucking spring because we shot this in the winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, this is fucked. Yeah. And, and, then, and then understandably, Rory's like, he's like, but this isn't what I shot. And I was like, I, yeah, we should take it away. I'm sorry for fucking because yeah. he did such an amazing, he's such an incredible director. And and it was it, I don't know if it was his first project or one of his first projects, but he's incredible yeah. eye, yeah. so good, had such a vision. He totally picked out all that scene and made it all up. <laughs> and then we fucked up, and then we're like, let's try and fix it, just like the fucking Three Stooges building Dude. a house. Jesus well, Christ. Well, here, here's the other thing too is that somewhere along the line, oh, the guy just lost the footage. I know, just gone. I know. Just gone. The problems that happen are ones you and couldn't no answer. No answers. No That's, apology. And you can't no plan answer, no for that. Apology. You don't like. All right, what are the, what are some like things no. we can plan for troubles and like troubleshoot in advance like you don't plan for a guy just to lose the fucking footage I, I know, <laughs> that's I know. insane and to then, me and then so <laughs> something along the line it's just a dude like yeah it's gone bro yeah, it's gone man <laughs> something along anyway, the line I'm, I'm, I'm dropping into some powder later <laughs> went went wrong with importing the audio oh yeah 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 and so I literally had to rebuild all the audio yeah and I would be <sighs> I would get 10 seconds here and then realize, oh, they cut to the other show because we did two shows. Right. Yeah. So I'd have to go find that bit from the other show, drag it in. Yeah. I told Pedro, the audio engineer at 604, what I was doing, and he teared up. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh my, it took me two well, months. It's it's so much. And then Straight. that's the other thing too. And that's I'm partly, because, partly because Millen, who who produced Hello. it, who runs a great label called Macar Records as well. And he's a, he's a fantastic producer and, and, and so supportive and everything. He also edited for us, and he edited as a favor to me, basically. Mm -hmm. But Ed, Millen is fastidious like I am. Right. We're very picky. Because I couldn't fly like to Toronto and be in a room and edit, Pandemic. I was literally going through every like every angle. So there's like five cameras, six cameras, every show. So you got to think that's 12. So each camera you got to watch. Each camera I got to watch. And then I go through every one, and I make pencil written out notes. Mm -hmm. And then I go through, uh. and I type them out and I send them to Millen and then he makes so we probably made I don't know how many because we mostly use the late show but there were certain like there was one word that's better from this angle and because Millen and I are both fucking ridiculous yeah. we're like it's gotta be yeah. that angle and this, the amount of times we went back and forth we're like it sucks, but it's three words, and it's got to be the jib. Oh, yeah. It's like, fuck, got to be the jib. And it looks the way it does because everyone on it yeah. works so fucking so, hard. I know. But every time we did that, it fucked him over. So it would just change one thing. Oh, yeah. And then so I'd have to go in and find the other thing. And then I... The way it works is like because it's an hour, I wouldn't know when I'm selecting this thing. It's yeah. accidentally selecting a thing over here, so move it too, yeah. and then it'd be other. Like, yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. So I was losing. I literally like sat there several times, just like watch Simon's mouth. Yeah. All the way, no, not blinking for an hour. Yeah. And then be like, notice one thing, but like, fuck. And yeah. Then fix Go it. Back. And yeah. then you came over an ADSR thing, and then yeah. I use the same oh. mic as from the show, and then I gotta mix it, and it's yeah. weird. It's like oh, it's a little reverby. Okay, I'll add reverb to yeah. it. It's weird. And then like. Oh my god! And then so it just at a certain point, I like at at a certain point, I got 
not even sad if they were like, hey, it's out of sync. You'd be like, okay, well, this is my life right now. Yeah, so, so, I'll just fix it. This is what I do now. Yeah, I, there's nothing I, I can do. Same way, I was getting yeah. to the point where I was just answering phone calls, go, what else is wrong? Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, and, and also, I mean, I, you know, you may not know watching this at home, you may not know much about the comedy business. Um, this is not something I should not be involved I know. at all, other than the edit, which right. is fair enough. I ask for edit control. That's what yeah. I do, but because I like to control that part of it. But there yeah. comes a point when yeah. I should just be like, these are the cuts I want. Goodbye. And I that's know. That works at all. I know. And then even to the day when, when we're actually premiering it. Yeah. I'm in the camp, and I hadn't slept. I hadn't slept. I was so exhausted. So I decide once, twice, two months out of the year, for some fucking dumb reason, I stop drinking. And it's January and October. I don't know why. I'm not doing it again. It's so dumb. I just do it. I don't know why I do it. I actually eat more and gain weight because I don't fucking. It's, I'm thinking, oh, this will be healthy. It's not fucking healthy at all. It's stupid. I'm just eating chips and being like, I'm doing good. Anyway, so I fucking. You gotta do it to prove to your friends and close ones you're not an alcoholic. But they know I'm not an alcoholic because I'd be dead by. Now yeah. and 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 they kind of want me to be an alcoholic because they'd be like he'd be more fun <laughs> and he'd be less weird and so I I hadn't drunk for like a month so I had not had uh, my alcohol tolerance had just disappeared um, which is a get a good sign because I guess it means your liver's working but the point is it fucking disappeared so we're working really hard to get this fucking special up. It gets uploaded, but it doesn't get uploaded till late in the day. So that's drama in the morning. Um, uh, you know, we're trying to get it on. We're trying. We don't know what's happening. It's going on. Yeah, fucking. And he fi- finally goes up. We're ready to go. It's gonna be premiered at eight p.m. that night. Mm-hmm. Yes, fucking awesome, rad. I'm in the cab on the way there. There's something wrong with the quality. Why is it coming out? At, we shot this at four K for a reason, and it's coming out at three sixty DPI. <laughs> ah, it's premiered right now. I'm on the phone as I walk into the premiere party. I'm like literally putting out a fire. Like I'm like, all right, calm down. All right, here's what's gonna happen. And then I talk to the other guy, uh, uh, you know, a, a person running the social media side. I'm talking to him about it. I'm like, all right, here's what's gonna happen. And he's like, don't worry about it. It'll it'll render. It's just taking a long time I'm like fuck and then all these people are like we want to hang out with you and I'm like I can't fucking hang out with you I want to die and you got to be friendly to the people there for the premiere and then and the stuff. whole time I was there I, all I was doing I just couldn't get off the I hamster know. wheel and then I just drank yeah. and drank <laughs> and drank oh my god and this is why hamster it's funny wheel. friends of ours I'm sure you yeah. know I'm sure you know who aren't in the entertainment industry be like well your job must just be fun oh no it's a hey fucking, yeah. it's not it's yeah. hey touring it's like a vacation right <laughs> fuck you it's so much anxiety <laughs> so stressful yeah. all you do is kick the shit out of yourself yeah. emotionally yeah. for your performances I, I, it's like when you're on stage and it's working, yeah, that's that's fun. the shit. Yeah, the yeah. ten minutes after you were on stage and it's working, that's fun. Yeah, right. but then everything else, I got a joke for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no. even leading up when it's going, even if it goes well, you're still ready and on needles because you're anticipating a fucking problem. And the thing problem. is, you yeah. honestly don't even know when it's going to go well. At least with stand-up, you don't know. No. So you'll be like, I know these jokes worked really well on the yeah. show I did oh, last yeah. night or the early show. Yeah. I have no fucking clue what's going to happen. <laughs> and then you're three minutes in, you go, oh, great, this is going to suck. This is fucking great. And I'm here for an hour. It, so this is great. Music is like that too, though. Because it's it's weird. You will be like, this room's packed. This is going to be crazy. And then right. they're just weird. And it's yeah. like, what? Right. Clapping off. What happened? Like, yeah. so what's a weird music? Like, I guess they're just not into it. If they're not listening, do you take it personally? Like, or? it's funny. The worst show I think I've ever played was a completely packed show on Prince Edward Island. Wow. And I don't know really? what it was. It's just, it was a club dance c- crowd. So they would, 
they would be dancing, right? But I'd be talking and they wouldn't even hear me. Like, and so my, the the great thing about being in a band is you can just start playing with each other. And so yeah. you just look at each other and like, well, this sucks. And yeah. then we yeah. could just I just face just them. Practice yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that sucks songs. about stand up is you can't do that. There's not. Yeah. There's so no, there's literally no. Yeah. I mean, if it does, if it's not working, now it's not only now now not only because the thing is is like if you if you're in music, at least you can be like, fuck it. It's just let's just play it. Yeah, like, we're in session. Let's or get Let's just it. fucking get through it. Right. Yep. But as a stand-up, you know, if it's not working now, you're like, now these jokes don't work. Like everything's <laughs> yeah. like all of a sudden you're actually undoing the tapestry. You spent a year weaving this hour together, yeah. and now you're just pulling it apart. And it's gonna take you three weeks. It's like negative reviews are always more important than you know get yeah. spread more than good reviews. And so in your head, you're like you doing a negative review. You're acting like that joke doesn't fucking work. You pull that and then you're afraid to do it for three weeks. It's like, I've been thinking about that because. Um, like my band has a, a music video that's doing like quite well on YouTube, right. and so we get comments every day. What's the name of it? It's called Loser. Sweet. And so it yeah, will it's be a really good song, by the oh, way. Thanks. You should listen to um, Loser by Fake Shark. You should listen to Fake Shark's catalog. What I mean, take a break. Give you a second. Hold on. And we're back. Um, you should go and listen to Fake Shark's catalog. And um, is Fake Shark's got a Twitter and an Instagram, right? Of, of course, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's, he's not going to say I mean, what we it is. follow you. So, uh, <laughs> he's not going to. I, I mean, I follow you too, but I follow a lot of things. I also follow the, a thing called Air Cooled Targas. So, like, <laughs> it's at is, Fake Shark. At Fake Shark. There yeah. you go. At Fake Shark. Yeah. And so, at Air Cooled Targas if you want to check them out. It's really cool they little sound vintage cool, Porsches. Man. What do you say? Um, Air Cooled Targas? Air Cooled Targas. It's old vintage Porsches from the 70s. Oh, okay. Very cool. I'm a weird human. I'll tell you a good Instagram account is Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit. All he does is post pictures of old um, oh, yeah. old um, what's What's, what's the car that just has the wood paneling on the side? Oh, Ford Woody Wagons. <laughs> yeah, he just posts those. That's he loves, cool, he collects though. them and loves them. I kind of like okay, that. Okay, so before we move, like, that's a question. It's like, say, so say you're now, you're an aged rock star. So yeah. now you're retired. And I'm yeah. talking like, uh, you're 65, 70 years old, retired. Yeah. You've made your money, you've made your Margaritaville cash. Yeah. Um, you, nice you don't, Buffett you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, he's super rich. Yeah. And you no longer need to promote any band or anything. Yeah. It doesn't matter. People are coming to work what do you use your social media for? You've got to reach. Say you got one million followers. Oh God, I would just delete it. I really would. Really? You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to like promote like. Oh man, here's a cat I saw. Or like I don't you wouldn't know. want to do that. <laughs> I I really and maybe it's just from how busy I am. I really crave just not even being on there at all. Yeah, I, I really do. I want to get famous to the point where uh, it doesn't like. I want to get someone to run my social media, and I can just be like, "This yeah. has nothing to do with me." Yeah. By the way, Mikey Greenwood runs my social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. All tweets are signed by SK if they're for me, but none of them are for me. Like, and anything that's like borderline racist. Yeah, well, just his, anyway, dicey. his views. His views. <laughs> he, he likes to be edgy. He's yeah. a real Dice Clay fan. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he brings it all up. He goes, Well, you well, they shouldn't be allowed to vote. I was oh, told to stand out, I need to be more edgy. Yeah, so you I need push it. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> I found out something really cool about Andrew Dice Clay that I really didn't expect, oh. which is that he. Um, from what I hear from different comics who've worked at Comedy Store, which is where he always is, yep. he's really actually obsessed with absurdity in a way that I had no idea. For instance, I like that. Okay. Yeah. For I instance, love that. he always shoplifts from the airport a bottle of water and then throws it in the garbage <laughs> just because he can. Because because fuck them. And then also another I thing like is that. that's hilarious. If someone asks for a photo, the ball, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> if someone asks for a photo uh, with him at Comedy Store. Every doorman there knows to angle the camera so he's not in the shot. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. So that's hilarious. Oh, I like that. Another thing he did, and <laughs> I think this is reaction. funny, but I could understand if people found this offensive. He likes, 
he 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 has his assistant is a woman, and their thing is that they do a bit where he's a shitty to her, and then she's subservient to him publicly. Uh. So he'll be like, "You fucking idiot!" Like yelling at her, and she's like, "I'm sorry, Dice. I tried." And that's their thing. And she, he was doing that to her in front of this group of people that were very clearly lesbians. So he's doing he's yelling at them, yelling at her. She leaves. And then he turns to them and he went, Chicks, you dudes know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my God. How funny oh would be the chick too? Like she just goes with Andrew Dice Day, Clay to the comedy store to get like she's really assaulted. And, and we talked about this on <laughs> one of her duties. And we talked about this on another podcast. Is like is like a, a becoming so in, so engulfed by your character, yeah, right. because he's been yeah. Andrew Dice Clay yeah. since like eighty seven or whatever. He started as a character, the Dice that. Man, wasn't yeah. he? He's beca- he started as the Dice Man. He's just become that, and then you just have a second life. Because yeah. if he's been a character, if he's been that character for thirty-five years, that's who he is now. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. what's he like at home? Does he have like the fucking weightlifting gloves and no sleeve? Like, <laughs> I work? think he does. <laughs> like, like I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's like it's it's funny because I'm I'm friends with Tom Green. Yeah, I grew up wow, loving Tom legend. Green, but Le- I will I see people just yell stuff at him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, leave it. No, no. no. <laughs> Leave it there. I want people to see it. Um, I dropped it for a reason. Yeah. So anyway, Rory Scovel directed my special. Uh, I was saying to my buddy, Mr. Clean. I don't know anyone famous. You do. You know someone famous. I'm right here, buddy. Hey. hey. But with Tom Green, people just yell his quotes to him. Yeah. And yeah. it's just easier to, to for him to just do it. Back yeah, and sure. then move yeah. along. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Yes, I get that. Yeah. But he's not really playing a character. No. Like he's just kind of who he is. Yeah. Like there's certain people that like they just become that character. Yeah. yeah. And you just start to th- like I always wonder about Sam Kinison whether that was more character than not. But I hear he was a bit of a hellion. So well, maybe he, that wasn't. He had severe head trauma and then it changed his personality. Is what I heard. That's what happened to Roseanne. Yeah. yeah same. Yeah. Fucking. She had like a boat ornament in her fucking head. Yeah. Both. He got hit by a car too. Yeah. And because he was a priest first, he was a preacher. So you're saying if I jump in front of your Uber, <laughs> I could be funnier. Yeah. All I That's all you're saying. Get a head injury and I'll be. be I'll make I like a the idea of getting hit and getting up and banging on the window. The guy ignores me. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Is I can't I, remember the letter F. I'm fucking funny now. Hey, I remembered it. I've heard comedians who got into Sam Kinison when he started complain about his later years. Thank you so much. But I've also heard people who who went to his shows in the later years because what he was doing, and he did it in Vancouver, and some producer friends of mine uh, went, he would just be like, all right, who in the crowds has an ex-girlfriend they hate? What's their phone number? And then he'd call them on stage and be like, fuck you, you bitch! And then, so comedians would be like, oh, it's hacky. And then just... Normal people would be like, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I mean? There, yeah. There's like, well, this is it, before you had the YouTube comment section. Exactly. I mean, I, mean, I mean, that's the thing is though, but like, I used to get a little bit of Sam Kinison when I was young. Like, people used to be, oh, he's like Sam Kinison. I'm like, mm-hmm. we are so diametrically opposed politically yeah. and ideologically in pretty much every way. But the thing is, is like, I think when people see comedy, they kind of like, they try to put you in. A box that they understand. I think yeah. they do with the music too. I think they do with, sure. people with art forms, they just go, okay, well, 
you are a bit this and a bit this, and so we'll just say you're that. And I'm like, well, that's nothing to do with me. And they go, but we don't understand. And so we're just going to do this. And yeah. that's why it's so important to define yourself and become an individual in your art form because yeah. that's the – because – you know, you don't want to be the next Robin Williams or the next Jack Black or the next. You mm -hmm. want to be the first you. Yeah. yeah. And and however flattering it is, and it is incredibly flattering. And there's a few times in my life I've had those comparisons, and it always makes me feel like, man, that's the highest praise I can get from this person. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I'm also like, I need to do better. Right. Yeah. Right? I, I anyway, mean, I, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> more distinct. Like you need you know, to sound more but, distinct. The whole time, fuck. <laughs> Thing is, is that go full Williams. <laughs> the, the, I actually think this: the only way artistically you will be successful is if you are authentic. Yes, so if you're I just leaning so. into the things people say you're similar to, yeah. I actually don't think it will work. I think it works short term. Yeah, I think you get a little bit of that short term because I've had friends or people that I know that have kind of done that in comedy, and I'm, mm -hmm. thinking, I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing mm -hmm. because that kind of like. Oh, Dane Cook's popular right now. I'll do that kind of thing. Yeah. It works for yeah. a while, but I do think, yeah. I had a manager say to me once, um, you're fired. And, and <laughs> I was like, what? And I was like, I don't understand. And he's like, you got to put your dick away. And I was like, I don't want, that's my what? thing. I fucking like, do it. I have a feeling and, comedians in the future will become very famous. <laughs> I, um, no, but he said to me once, he goes, he goes um, sometimes it's hard to be a big heavy stone because it takes a while to get rolling. But yeah. when you start Ooh. rolling, yeah. you take out, you become unstoppable. Wow. He goes, but the pebbles will always move. And he goes, and the wow. idea is that like the bigger you get, the more, the more difficult you are to start moving, the, ultimately the bigger you will be. Yeah. Right. But it's so, but sometimes you have to accept you might be too hard to get moving, mm -hmm. but you, you don't know. Yeah. yeah, and so you just kind of keep trying your thing. Like I have a small, small fan base. They're all under three foot tall, and they're all <laughs> mostly marmosets. And but I do have a small fan base. But the fan base I have are very loyal, and they're very, very good. And they're the people I'm proud to call fans. And it's funny because every so often I'll do something, and someone who previously may have thought of themselves as a fan will be like, "I don't agree with that." And we're like, "Well." This is what I do. Yeah. And if you can't get on board with it, that's cool, but this is not for you. That's fine. I always said it's like it's like the most popular ice cream flavor in the world is vanilla, which is great, but vanilla is everywhere and there's always different versions. The least popular thing is like Tiger Tail. Mm -hmm. Be Tiger Tail. Because yeah. the people that want it fucking want it, right? Yeah. And and be that. And so it's like I think there's value in there's always value in being unique and authentic. It's and, interesting. And there's always value in that. Yeah, just in in the comedy scene. Because I'm always like adjacent to it. I'm not a comedian, but I'm around it a lot. You were one of the only comedians who actually have a fan base, and 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 most both people. <laughs> but I mean, most but comedians. But well, my parents yeah. are in their seventies now, so for who knows how long. But dude, <laughs> like small bands will have fan bases sometimes. Mm -hmm. No comedians. No almost comedians have don't sell tickets. So that's so cool in Canada, particularly. But it's that's just so hard. A, it's amazing, man. It's, it's such an achievement to have. You know what I mean? And Any the quality of fans yeah. I have, I have to say, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass because please like and share this and comment <laughs> positively. Um, but the, but the, I'm such a fan of a game of producer. If you keep watching, guys. It was raining me. outside. I had the keys of the studio. And you're like, can I come inside for a bit? And I'm like, yeah, just can you operate a Zoom? And then it just became weird. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I brought him in because I was scared for him, you know? He's out there in the wild world. He's just going to get picked up by some pimp. It's not going to work well. And uh, but it, it, I do think that like it, it is like not a huge fan base, but the quality of fan that I have, yeah. they're just they're people I want to hang out with a lot yeah. of time. Like I'll I'll meet them after shows sometimes, and you know you'll play a show of like eighty people, and forty of them will know who the fuck you That's are. That's amazing. And out That's of that. Great. 
10 of them will talk to you afterwards and, and you talk to them afterwards and you're like oh you're a really fucking cool yeah. you're a fucking bush pilot like yeah. I want to talk to you yeah you're not going like, yeah, to have any douchebags when I'm up in the sky I was yeah, like yeah. tell me more about oh, the yeah. sky I know. <laughs> you know I know I love that shit I feel the same way like I it's funny, like I, maybe it's just from you know being in the entertainment industry for for a while now. Yeah, I'm so much more impressed by people who do jobs that actually matter. Right. Mm. Totally. You know? mm-hmm. I yeah. just had that with you my fiance I mean? because yeah. I was obsessing with running a show. It was taking over our life. She was being very helpful. I'm like, oh yeah, you're an ER nurse. Like yeah. she's oh, been helping amazing. me. I'm like, yeah. I should be helping like, you helping. to do more stuff. She's like helping people stay alive. And she you're was like, mopping the floor last I week. I need someone me. to mic check for me because <laughs> yeah. I have jokes about the bus I'd like to tell. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I need to be intubating someone now. <laughs> yeah. But I'm here. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, amazing. That's amazing, it's, dude. It's so and that selfless. level of support is like amazing, yeah. dude, to have that love. To have people, that's the other thing, too, is like, being a show business is one thing. Being around people in show business is so hard because. Right. It's such a singular, I mean, the, the problem with show business is this, is most of the time, unless you're Ashton Kutcher, you have to really spend a lot of time to, I mean, he was like day three in LA and he got that 70 He's show. gorgeous like, and he had comedic timing. It was fair only enough, going to happen. Fair enough. But I was going to say, it's like, it's like, basically, I mean, there's so much luck involved in show business, but take yeah. that out of it. Mm-hmm. It's not just it's not just the luck. It's being ready when the luck happens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And problem is being particularly for comedians too. Being ready when the luck happens takes fucking twenty five years. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, so many comedians don't really make it until they're older because it's years of just getting yeah. kicked in the fucking face and being like, all right, and sticking around, and that is exhausting for you and for, the absolutely. people around you. And and I think that's why a lot of comedians. I mean. I was so tired before COVID happened. I didn't know how I was going to keep going. I mean, yeah. honestly, quite frankly, COVID's a terrible thing, and I wish it hadn't happened, honestly. But there are parts of me that I'm like, it probably saved my career. Oh, well, the road I was the so BC tired. guys have to do so much road work. So I have to admit, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> well, I just you're a fan of upper respiratory illness. I love you like people all of it. Bronchitis, <laughs> pleurisy. You love it. I love did, it. Did you get COVID? And we get COVID? I had, a, I had it twice. Yeah. Oh, shut He up. liked it so much, he went back. He went back to the well. <laughs> he had no. the original, the Cron. He's <laughs> heading for the BA too. Right before he's collecting them all. Like the last They're outing, like <laughs> the last outing I did socially was Shirley Gnome's record release party for the record. Love that I Shirley Gnome. Me too. Love her. Langley Fine Arts alumni. So, oh, yeah, yeah. so, so check out Shirley Gnome, by the yeah. way. If you're listening to yeah. this, um, check it out. She's so, so funny. I produced her record. Uh, it was just me and her that did pretty much everything on that record. Yeah. Um, and I was producing this singer, Michaela Slinger's record also. And I was so burnt, and I was flying around doing one-offs with my band, Fixture. I was, I was so burnt that I would literally be like, we'd be in the studio uh, and be like, uh, let's do one more take of that. Okay, I'll be right back. I said, I'll be right back. And I just go outside and go like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it would feel really good. And I'd just be like, <laughs> I call it warrior pose. Did you I, ever I, see the Fighter Fest uh, documentary? What? Oh, Fire, Fire Fest? Fest? Yes, yeah. Fire Fest. The best part you of it. You said Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest. I just, he did say Fighter Fest. Thought, okay. Which, by the way, would have been more fun. That would have been better. Job would have been way funny. Best you just got a plane to punch you in the face and give you a chicken strip. <laughs> There's a moment when Swimming the guy pigs. 2800 bucks. <laughs> the guy organizing the event when it was getting closer to it, they're like, Yeah, I thought it was weird. Every half an hour, he would hop on his ATV, just drive in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Go by himself and come back. And he was just driving out there, screaming, and then coming back. That's, not weird. That's not weird. That's he's like, He's like, How did I blow through all that money and not have napkins? Like, how yeah. the fuck did I do that? 
I get it. Like, just, just the... It's exhausting. It's exhausting. I mean, you just feel like... Like, I, I'm actually going through it right now. It's, it, it's interesting because, <laughs> like... In it. Yeah, like, I, I produce stand-up comedy records. And so, I a lot of comedians will ask me if I can do it. And I'm expected to do it at a pretty low rate so they can afford it if they're not on a label. And I feel obliged to do it because it's their dream. Mm -hmm. And... I don't need to do it, right? but I feel bad and yeah. I feel like I should and I feel like I should help them because they're struggling, <laughs> right. but no one fucking helped me no, no. ever. Exactly. And also, and that's the thing that bothers me is like some of these, some, some people need to hear the word no. Yeah. They absolutely. need to fucking hear it once yeah. in their life because the problem is, and this is the thing is like, is like I, there is a certain level of paying your dues that has to be done, and it just For has sure. to be. And I, I personally feel like I may be owed money back at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I may be in credit, um, but there is a point at which, like, like there is paying your dues in in show business. Like someone told me once, um, nobody ever failed at show business; they just quit, and no. that's the truth. No. But then there's also the point of like, how much more of your life do you want to give? Like, I'm 22 years in. Yeah. And I'm also not an easy 22 years. I was talking this about a, a, a comic friend of mine who's been doing a lot longer than me, and he's like, he's like, yeah, because for most of those years, I'm 350 plus shows a year. Mm -hmm. So you got to think that math wise, I'm probably, and I took two years off in there uh, early on. So mm -hmm. I'm right. probably at 8,500 shows, maybe 9,000 shows, wow. and um, a lot of those are hours. Like, so you're yeah. looking at like. This is, it's been more of my life than not at this point. That's why that also on February 8th was funny because it was supposed to be this really great celebration <laughs> of like, I've been a comedian longer than not because it was my 22nd anniversary. Yeah. Because I, I started comedy in February 8th, 2000. And it was 22 years old. So February 8th, 2022, yep. I released a special. What a great way to celebrate. I've been a comedian longer than not, which is the big comedy birthday because most comics don't make it that far. I'm oh, so excited. I'm it. fucking burned out. I, <laughs> dude, I, this, is, this is unlike me. I was so, because the booze hit me so hard because I had not eaten in like a day. Yeah, and, yeah. I was, and the booze hit me so hard that I left a full Negroni on the table wow. in front of a couple of comedians like, I need to go home. You need to drink this. And then I made it to the door, and then Ivan Decker gave me right home. He's like, yeah, he's like, you were pretty fucking drunk at the car. I was, like, I was pretty fucking drunk the whole night. Like, I, I, I got to that point where I was, like, able to carry on a conversation, but the whole time my brain's like, you should fucking go. Yeah. That, <laughs> you're just displaying the physical attributes. Of yeah. Like, so you're still not in the room, but I'm not in exactly. the room. The day that should have been a fun celebration for you ended up being this, like, stressful thing. Mm -hmm. I totally relate to that. I will also say that th maybe the second most drunk I've ever been in my life was with you and Ivan Decker and Sam Tonning. <laughs> ah, and it was, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Sam Tonning. I, I, Ivan Decker had moved to LA and he had just come back to town and uh, we were just talking and he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm doing, that's how he talks. I'm not going to do the impression. <laughs> he's like, I'm doing a corporate f at this place called Tennis Club. I'm doing a corporate. I'm doing a corporate at Tennis Club. <laughs> he's kind of like Bill Burr. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. He, so, won't like, he won't like to hear that. <laughs> Actually, he's not. He's, he's not. We're just uh, talking about He's him. an amazing comedian. Um, so uh, I went to hang out with him there. Do you know Tennis Club? Do you know the place? It's like... Jericho it's, Tennis Club? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I so, remember. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. So they had a comedy show. Don't let anybody in. And, uh, <laughs> and the lineup was him, Danica, and Sean McDonald. Okay. And none of them drink. And so there was just all this beer. And so I had it. And then... After Ivan was like, Sam and Simon are at 
two parrots. Do you want to go with me? And right, I was, Dad Bar, by the way. If you ever met Cooper, go yeah. to the two parrots. Don't look in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> go to the two parrots. Get a redneck combo. Tell them I sent you. They won't know who I am, but tell you anyway. Who yeah. Great jukebox. Great jukebox. And great so jukebox, there's a photo of that night, and my one eye is going this way, and my other one's going <laughs> head I, head. I was bedridden for almost two days <laughs> after that. I think you, you were fine with the king? I don't know. It's funny, like, I will... Uh, like with you, I've had this, and with Dylan Reimer, and then Dylan Reimer's like, I thought you were a rock star. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know why he can do so many shots. I don't get it. Dylan can just oh, well, I mean, I mean, the thing with Dylan is he has a quado, right? And he feeds, <laughs> he feeds the It feels like quado. his liver is just like, yeah, Dylan, just Dylan, go. Dylan Reimer and I did a gig together once, uh, and we were in some small town fucking thing, and, and I had fucked up my. I had this thing that happens occasionally where I get this, like, fucked up uh, Achilles tendon thing. Oh, ouch. It doesn't happen a lot, but it, it happens happens and it, it makes me hobble around like an idiot and the only way to really deal with it is to take a shit ton of Advil or drink a bottle of whiskey mm. and I mean I was working so I was like well, I'm gonna a whiskey mm. and it was a terrible gig they were really nice people yeah. um, not the audience the people that ran the place but <laughs> right. And the gig, the sound system didn't work. They had me in a weird little bar. There was 200 people in the bar and 80 people in the showroom. And then the problem is the, the, the 120 people in the bar wanted to make more noise than I did. Oh. And I refused to accept that. Yeah. And the mic broke. And I was like, fuck it. We'll do it live. And I did. And Dylan right. Ryan, he's like, he's like, I've never seen anyone kick water up a hill and win before. <laughs> but the thing is, they gave us a $100 tab each. I ended up owing 90 bucks. Because I drank $190 wow. worth <laughs> And Dylan was about the same. Like, it was one of those ones where you, we drank so much. We just drank so much. And I don't know how the fuck he wasn't drunk. Yeah, he does. He holds it. He, he does totally. I've, I've drank with him so much. And I've. Actually, that's not true. I just did his record in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. And we started talking <clears throat> movie trivia after, oh, which is his kryptonite. <laughs> he knows everything. And he's like, <clears throat> there's a point where he's like, The Lost Boys is under. <laughs> yeah, Kafer Southern. Like it was, he was yeah. slurring, and I was fine. I was like, whoa, yeah. tables yeah. have turned. Yeah. yeah, no, but that's the thing is, like, the problem with being a comedian too is like, is like that basically, you know, show business in general, but comedians particularly because we don't even have setup or takedown. Yeah. So wait, basically, as long as I can get to, if my showtime's eight o'clock. If I can get to the gig by 7.45 mm -hmm. and I can function for an hour <laughs> and then leave or yeah. stay there, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. If the show doesn't, nobody cares. And and that's the way we're in. The problem is that's a real easy lifestyle to fall into, yeah. especially when you're on the denouement of your career, when you start to feel like, well, there's no point anymore. Right. Who gives a shit? All this professionals and all this work. It's like a hard. job you don't care about. Right? Well, it's like this thing is like you work so hard, you do all this professionalism, you do everything you can, and then you see people who don't give a fuck just accept sell past you and you start to get almost like you almost self-destroy yourself uh, you destroy yourself out of bitterness yeah you're like i'm angry i'm angry at where i ended up i'm angry at myself for being so weak that i did the thing everyone expected of me without mm -hmm. ever questioning it and you're like it's my fault i you, you know you teach people how to treat you mm -hmm. and i'm like i taught the uh, entertainment industry that this is who i am that's amazing i never heard of that before but it's true you that's teach people true. you educate people on who you are and what no, it's you 100% true. It and you go this is what i'll take from you mm -hmm. and then they'll be like fine and because because if you, i've said this before kind people suffer they oh, just yeah. do oh. and and because you and if, i talked about this yeah, a lot if you yeah. care I like this if you care uh, it hurts you and yeah. and and the problem is is it's also really important that you care because if you don't have people that care, none of this works. Yeah. The, the the people who have feelings, the people who have soul, carry the burden. 
because the sociopaths and the and, and sociopaths I'm not and I'm not I, I'm not even saying it in, that it's their fault. Uh-huh. People can't control if they have lack of empathy. They don't control that. Mm-hmm. That's not something you can learn. It's a good point actually. I never they don't have control. That, if someone doesn't have empathy, it's the same as any other disability. Yeah. Or it's an ability. Yeah. Maybe having feelings is a disability. Maybe caring is a disability. Oh, I feel like it is. It makes us less efficient. Like, yeah, I'm honestly, no, I yeah. mean, I've said this before. If you were a cave person and you go out with five other cave people mm-hmm. and you kill a wildebeest, that's got to be split between six cave people. But if you kill the five other cave people, now you have the whole wildebeest. Uh, and you come and home. And you have five other people have, to eat. And, and you have five other people <laughs> to eat and you have five other swords and weapons to take and you have five other wives to take when you get back to the village. And it's all this other shit that happens yeah. because the sociopath and the person that is the psychopath is actually a better model of human. It's, it's so terrible true. as a I hear person. That in CEOs too. It's, like, yeah, that's yeah. it's a terrible as a person. For society, it's bad. Yeah. But for individual achievement, for 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 the human race advancing, you Dude, need those people. I mean, uh-huh. it's funny. Like maybe a, a couple months ago, I was texting you about like having my feelings hurt by mm-hmm. someone. <laughs> At the time, I had a top ten hit. Yeah, I'm on Billboard. I should be like, suck my dick. No, but, but I, you don't feel like instead, that. I'm just like, oh my man, feelings gonna hurt. Yeah. I really, they're really. It's so funny, is because too emotional. That's kind of what probably we, makes you a level-headed person because you're not letting your accomplishments change how. Well, my accomplishments feel like nothing. Right, but, and that my entire like what it is. <laughs> yeah. and the thing is, is I, I believe that as a comedian, at least for the kind of comedy I want to do, humility is a, a necessary baggage that you carry. Oh, of course. Because without humility, because I always believe that. Like, it's fine to be preaching, it's fine, but if you say you people instead of we are, yeah. you disconnect yourself from right. the totally. You yeah. can never elevate yourself above everyone else. Always assume your audience is smarter than you, or at least as smart as you, mm-hmm. and always assume that you are coming in at the same level as them. Now, you may want to throw concepts, because it's not that the people in the audience don't think about the shit mm-hmm. because they can't. It's they don't think about the shit because they have snow tires to buy, and kids <laughs> to drop so off to school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so as a comedian, you come in and you go... The world is fucked because capitalism is this and blank, blank, blank. <laughs> and they can go, I never thought about it like that way. Right. I, instead of assuming like, I mean, there's comedians like Hicks is a good example of comedians who go, you people are fucking stupid, which I know that's a different time. I yeah. understand. But I think when you do that, you alienate yourself from the crown. Yeah, I think yeah. if you say, this is how we fucked up mm-hmm. and this is yeah. why we're fucked. And here's my idea for how we might fix it, but I don't know. Yeah. It's more inclusive. Exactly. And, and I think that Without humility, I think the arrogance, and the, I mean, you see it with comedians, they come across with incredible arrogance. Yeah. And I think sometimes that just disconnects. I mean, some comedians who might be worth a lot yeah. um, distance themselves from, from, from they, as a job, as a comedian, your job is to act as an adapter between the world and the audience. And you take yeah. even the small things, relationships or whatever it is, you take everything and you adapt it. If you lose your ability to find that side of it mm-hmm. and you're only pointing this way, you just lose the audience. Yeah, What's well, unrelatable at that point? <laughs> exactly, and and that's the point. Is comedian comedy has to be relatable, and that's why I say you have to talk about Star Wars instead of two thousand and one. If you yeah. want to make yeah. a sci-fi reference, you have to make a reference everyone knows, and it's just yeah. like everything else. Well, Chris Rock said if Rob, if Rob Williams just updated his references from Elmer Fudd to something a bit more topical, he's like that would go so far. Yeah, I never thought about that. Chris Rock also said, "Should I duck?" <laughs> uh, we're at an hour and six. We, uh, we didn't do any of our segments because you were flowing so well. Uh, Should we do one? Yeah. Let's, let's get do random. One. Sure. All Ladies right. and gentlemen, it's time. Let's, let's get, get random. random. Uh, all right. This is a, we'll take this one. What is a guilty pleasure you don't tell people? 
Oh, hold on. I didn't explain this. Uh, this is a random topic generator that <laughs> okay. I found on the internet one day okay. for people who are incapable of having social conversations. Okay. This will tell you uh, a conversation, a topic you might want to talk to people about. And okay. so what we do is we randomly pick a topic, and mm -hmm. this is the topic we have picked, and that's what Let's Get Random is. I apologize. I will one day learn to explain this to the guests. It's kind of more fun when we just spring it on them. It is no, it's fine. Around. He yeah. took it really easily. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of the guests have been like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> One guy thought and then they hit him with a twenty-minute story. <laughs> yeah. I, I, can I say, as a musician, I was just talking to someone about this. Yeah, yeah. I don't really think, and I, this is gonna sound douchey coming from me. I don't really think I have guilty pleasures, like, cause it's usually like a music thing. Right. But I just like the stuff I like, and some people think the yeah. thing, like, like growing up, I loved Limp Bizkit, and I everyone that. hates them. But there's something there for me. That one album was dope, dude. <laughs> I think I, I think, think three albums. But okay. it, it's just like it's like this, this goth friend of mine was like, "Well, I like because I wrote on a couple Carly Rae Jepsen yeah. records." He, uh, she was like, "Oh, it's guilty pleasure." I'm like, "Just like it." Right. If like you're it. at the concert yeah, right. dancing, no yeah. one's gonna be like, "It's that goth bitch doing." <laughs> you know what's <laughs> a guilty like, pleasure? Awesome heroin. That's a guilty that pleasure. Is, that is. Yeah, like, hey, I like to drink in the morning. Yeah. I guess, okay, wait I mean, a second. I mean, I kind of do. I like wait a second. This. I just thought of something that may be considered a guilty pleasure because I'm not 100% behind myself for enjoying it. I really like rom-coms. Okay. I love rom-coms. Holy rom -coms. shit! We had Dave Harris on this podcast a little while ago, and he said... Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I really like... Sorry, sorry. I'll oh, suck your dick. Just kidding. I really like. I really like. I really like. Uh, uh, How old is the guy Like, and, but he, but he uh, was like, yeah, that's his guilty pleasure. And yeah. it's like because I don't know whether it's a dude thing that you're not allowed to like, like rom coms, but I like rom coms once once in a while. I'm not all of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't like all of them. Like, Interview with a Vampire is a bit weird. But like, <laughs> dude, I love that as a kid and didn't realize it was. Super homoerotic to like this year. I haven't really seen it again. Yeah, there's a part where Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt are literally hugging, flying around. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's I've never seen it. About I never saw it. it. It's it. I, I, for some reason, I hate Kirsten Dunst. Do you? She's, She's eleven in that movie, you monster. I, that's exactly why I hate her. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd lean to the camera and be like, I fucking hate her. Especially when she's I eleven. Older yeah. Kirsten does this fine. Young Kirsten does will fucking <laughs> die. I don't know. Would that be weird if that's like that's the thing I hate? It's like, wow, he's really weirdly committed I to just, that. I'm trying because it's funny because it's like, also I've I've seen Insane Clown Posse like seven times in concert. I see Pete. It's ICP? so fun to go so every time. Is there the gigolo? There's a juggalo? Juggalo. Juggalo. There How we dare go. you. There we go. But here's Sorry. the thing. Juggalo is totally different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I interviewed them once for Ion Magazine, which is like a fashion magazine. Cool. And I've gotten free tickets ever since. And I love bringing people What's to it. What's the cola that they drink? Fago. Fago. Whoa, whoa. And, <laughs> what? They throw cola? No. Yeah. It's no. a discount Detroit, Detroit soda. soda. And they just spray it all over the crowd. Fago, cola. And it, I got to say... It's the funnest show because everyone there has a hard time connecting with people, and now they're all in the same room yeah, with yeah. a common thing. Yeah, and then the band is really nice. Yeah, and then it's just silly. Yeah, they're really nice dudes. It's, and what's that that that, that Bobcat Goldthwait story about working their concert? He, he did. He got booked. I think it was he got booked to work the the Juggalos convention, yeah. whatever yeah. it is, gathering the Juggalos. And then just fucking, like I think it was him. I'm almost positive it was him, and then he, and then he, he like after the show, and they uh -huh. they loved him. They fucking loved him. Mm -hmm. And uh, after the show, they put him in a golf cart to take him to his trailer. Yeah, that's how. Yeah. And as he's in the trailer, the golf cart's just hitting people. It's just like <laughs> fucking hitting juggalos. Get out of the way, juggalos! Just bang, and yeah. then they get to the trailer. And they're like, "Here's your cash," and it's a garbage bag full yeah, of money. That's right. <laughs> but being being him, it's got to be like 
20, 30 grand at least. Yeah. yeah. And so they chuck him this garbage bag of money. He's like, what do I do with this? And they're like, that's your money. Have a <laughs> great time. And they fucking leave. And then he has to drive out of there in a golf cart holding a garbage bag full of money. Yeah, and the security's like, Scrooge that's cool. Up. That's fine. I got to tell you, I, I met Bobcat once. I blew his mind. Okay. I, 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 I was so dude. proud like of myself dude. for this. That's we, I, I knew his girlfriend at the time, and we were gonna go see Pat Oswalt, and I love Pat Oswalt. Mm, okay. And I was like, "Who's opening?" And he was, and Bobcat was like, "Earthquake." He's just joking. Wow. And I was like, "Oh, is Shucky Ducky opening for him?" And he was yeah. like, "I can't believe you just blew my mind that you know who Shucky Ducky is." I was like, "Quack quack." Earthquake wasn't opening. Go. No, no he no. wasn't. He was just fucking with me. Okay. He's gonna be special. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go. Who's opening? What? Because like um like I'm not, I'm like uh, I've never seen him do this one before. Um, That's good. Uh, like um I used to do a, a joke like that. <laughs> really good. Because so I used to do um like this is Bobcat. <laughs> Do you ever hear of his story about opening for Nirvana? I love no. it. Hanging naked from the ceiling. Yeah, but no, what he no. said in Chicago opening for them. No. He so Michael Jordan's father had just been shot to death. Oh dear God. And then um Topical. <laughs> Bobcat went on stage and went, forty million dollars, I shoot my own dad in the fucking head. <laughs> They booed him. They booed him. Yeah, I would think they probably fucking would. Oh, I saw him on. Um, I saw him on. Like, that was a comic relief. It was really good. Um, he had like a steak tighter with him. And he had a steak tied to his leg, and he was like doing a show on hot coals, and he was going to do the show. He was going to do a set. He was barefoot on hot coals with a steak tied to his leg. And Penn and Teller tied it to his leg. And then the idea was that he was going to do the set until the steak was cooked to medium rare. <laughs> and it was so funny. I love that And at stuff. one point he's doing a joke. And he's like, my, my wife! <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to step up. And Penn's like, he's like, hey, fuck you! Okay, <laughs> I know like, we have to end dude, this. so funny. But the yeah. one time I've been truly starstuck, starstruck okay. is when I met Penn Gillette. Because oh. he's seven he's feet or tall. Yeah, he's a gigantic man. He's so big. Yeah. I went and saw Penn and Teller, and, and you're I, not small yourself. I'm six three, and yeah. he's way taller than yeah, me. Yeah, he's a gigantic yeah. human. It was big, just big shocking. Fucking hands. Yeah. That's why he can't do sleight of hand. It just fucking knocked the ceiling. Down. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's got the smaller guy to do all the yeah, sleight yeah, of hand. Yeah, 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 Teller's yeah, a genius. Yeah. Sneaky, small people. Yeah. I remember the first one of the first movies <laughs> I I ever really enjoyed was Penn and Teller get killed. I never saw that. What's I that? Know, so it's where they go on a talk show and they accidentally say, like, oh, it'd be funny if someone was trying to kill you. And one of their crazy, like, it'd be exciting if someone was trying to kill you. And one of their yeah. crazy fans is like, okay. <laughs> and then tries that. to kill them. Whoa. <laughs> Do you know about they had a video game uh, for Sega CD? What? what? And it, it, I had it, Sega CD. Wow. You're one of the, like, ten people five. that had it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Now I, and now I know how old you are also. <laughs> but also, um, one of the, it was so it was like, Several mini games, but one of them was just called Driving to the Gig, I think. <laughs> it's literally just driving in an RV for like eight hours with nothing, nothing oh, happens. You have, and you can't just put the controller down or else it will like veer off. So you have to. That is that's amazing. Yeah, it's great. It's like, oh, God damn, that's perfect. Uh, should we end it on one of your guilty pleasures? Do you have uh, uh, something you enjoy you're embarrassed to, to confess? I don't think I'm embarrassed to confess it, but uh, I like fucking clowns. Okay. I yeah? mean, clowns like fucking me. And no, I, um, um, you know what it is? Is like, I always feel bad about it because like I have this thing in me where like, you need to be productive all the time. Yeah. And I have a video game on my phone mm -hmm. that I play. I have a couple of video games on my phone, but mostly, and I only play on my phone. 
because my uh, my lovely lady friend got me a a PlayStation uh, yeah. or Xbox PlayStation a few years ago, and I never play that because uh-huh. like I gotta plug things in and everything, mm-hmm. and it's so stupid of me. But I play on my phone. I play this because uh, I'm an airplane guy. Yeah. I play this fighter jet game yeah. on my phone, and uh-huh. I just fucking love it oh because for six because the, the rounds are like six minutes at a shot uh-huh. pretty much yeah. and for six minutes at a shot i can just not be connected to love anything it. i just be like i'm flying around and i'm fucking good at it too. Yeah. I love planes, so i'm like a too. legend so like i get like all these things and i'm like yeah in this <laughs> oh my game, god i'm like yeah in this game i got four percent body fat and fucking bench Dude, pressing planes yeah i can't believe great. i didn't even think about this but uh-huh. I play like I love NBA basketball. Yeah, yeah. I play NBA 2K competitively, Ooh, and I'm known. Fun. And nice. they don't oh, know. You're known. Yeah, like, like that? I literally play it every night. Wow. <laughs> you log on. They have the community. No, I like, have shutters. All right, Dude, hold on. So I, tell the people at home if they play NBA, what your name is? Goth Mamba. Goth Mamba. Oh. <laughs> and so I have I have friends from the game that I've had for like a decade. Yeah. Because I play it competitively. Yeah. And I one time I met my crew in oh, LA that's amazing and I met up with them and they went you're white <laughs> I'm serious I'm serious yeah and you were like I'm white <laughs> I don't know um and if you play Metal Storm I'm Glumbler I love <laughs> I'm Glumbler everyone else is like Maverick and Reaper and I'm it, Glumbler and I fucking dominate I just love that the thing that should be, be my downtime I'm still productive exactly, with exactly <laughs> yes. yeah yeah, I was thinking yeah. about that. I was like, I was like, okay, how many kills can I get? And like, most people get eight. I'll get twelve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just the way it was. High but achievers. It, it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, I mean, guilty pleasures wise, like, I mean, I do. I don't really like shows. I don't really like to watch TV. I don't really like. I always feel like. I mean, I like to watch stuff with my lady friend, but that's really to be with her. Yeah. And it's not really like kind of like it's like once the kids in bed too, you're just like, fuck. I'm just. How do you drained. two choose what you watch? Do you go back and forth between? Um. It, yeah, we have stuff we watch. Like, I we're really big fans of the show Taskmaster, the British show Taskmaster. Oh, I never, I don't never know. heard so of it. So fucking great, Davies. Sounds very British. Taskmaster. So, Taskmaster, so great. It basically. They get five celebrities every season, and they make them do dumb tasks like throw this watermelon nice. in that in that Dixie cup and make it not crush the Dixie cup, and then Whoa. that's how it works. Great show, and then we watch Alone. Have you seen Alone? No, I don't know. <laughs> alone is fucking. He's, alone the is awesome. Most mundane, unexciting. Alone titles. is this. <laughs> no, Alone, alone is they drop ten people in the wilderness, usually in Vancouver Island. With literally nothing really? other than camera equipment, they right. give them a tarp and a knife or whatever, and then they and the camera and it's all it's like Survivor Man, but ten people and they compete for five hundred grand. Question for both of you before sure. we wrap this sure. up: favorite TV show ever? Go alone, alone. Yeah, I'm literally. I think that might be my favorite TV show ever, just because. Got to be Seinfeld. I can't. Yeah? I, Seinfeld's amazing, but just for me alone is like, at both times it's like I can't do this. And I could totally fucking do this better than you. Like, it's like wow. the whole time you're watching it, because they're starving to death. They, yeah. They're, I mean, they literally, most of the episodes, most of the times people leave is because they're medically evacuated because they're starving <laughs> I, to death. I would so say, no one finishes it, I everyone do almost it dies. Where yeah. I just fetal position and <laughs> die. And one, guy, one guy kills a muskox and then uses What's its ball bag to carry water. Like, it, these, this is the level of fucking Whoa. doomsday prepper psycho. Wow. But they film themselves. They only see people once a week for a medical check to make sure they're not dying mm-hmm. and a lot of times they're like you have to leave you're gonna lose three toes you're gonna die yeah you've and lost like, a leg and the people are like I don't wanna leave wow. one guy got so insane with hyperthermia that he he one because they did yellow they did um Great Slave Lake and so they did Vancouver Island like three times they did Great Slave Lake they did Patagonia mm-hmm. they did Mongolia yeah like so they go all over the place and then one guy he got so he got like 
Wong guy was Wong guy was. Amazing. I thought he was gonna win because mm-hmm. he learned all this. Because these are like people who know they learned all their skills from indigenous people. Like this mm-hmm. guy, he's from Spain. He spent he lived in the Yukon now, but he spent all his time learning from indigenous people. And he was so good, and he built a canoe, a kayak, and he was out fishing and everything. And uh, he tipped the kayak, and he ends up in like knee deep water. And he's like, I'm out. And I'm like, what? And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, I know how this works. He goes, there's literally no way I can avoid hypothermia. I will die. Oh really? And 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 they were like, yep. Yep. Whoa. Like, That's how, and literally, and you're like, dude, you're my guy. You're yeah. in the top three. He's like, I'm, I'm out. He's like, I know I'll die now. <laughs> wow. And and but there's people who damn near die. They get Fuck. fucking choppered What's out. What's the prize? What are they doing this? Five hundred grand American. But for the Canadians, <laughs> it's five hundred grand Canadian, which is fucking <laughs> shitty. Especially right? since taxes probably take fifty percent of that at least. That. I don't know. I, well, in Canadian, you don't pay tax because it's a contest win. Oh shit! Really? So that's how it works. So that's America, awesome. you have five hundred grand American, which is like eight hundred grand Canadian or mm-hmm. seven hundred grand Canadian, but you pay probably half of that in tax or yeah, third of that yeah, in tax. Yeah. Whereas in Canada, you pay five hundred grand Canadian, but you don't pay any tax because it's that's a pretty contest good. win, right? Yeah. Pretty good. We're an hour twenty. Oh, is, sorry. This is where we need to go. Well, no, that's okay. We're going to do a Patreon. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Uh, if you want to see more Kevy, uh, check out the Patreon. Go to this is uh, go to uh, patreon.com slash this is Simon King, um, and you can uh, obviously follow us on uh, the Twitter wwwsk podcast, uh, and you can send us a letter which we will read on the Patreon episode wwwskpodcast at gmail.com. Um, please um, follow Kevy. Find Kevy. Fake shark band. Find Kevy. You want you want your own stuff. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Dr. Kevy on Instagram, Kevy on Twitter, at Fake Shark on both of those things, and I also play in another band called Billy Howard Hill, which is uh, members of A Perfect Circle, Nine Inch Nails, and Devo. Kevy, wow. uh, Kevy also did the sound on my special, so the reason it sounds good is because of him. Otherwise, I think it's my best sounding It's thing. amazing. It sounds really great. Really, and, for all um, the comedy I've done, I think it's my best sounding I, I really, it's, okay. uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't exist without Kevy, so uh, make sure you throw some love and support his way. And, uh, Mikey, do you want to... Promo anything? No, I'm good. Uh, this is why I like Mikey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very low maintenance. Because he has nothing. Uh, I'm nothing. <laughs> so one more time. Thank you, Mikey Greenwood. Thank uh, you. My Erswell, my, not Erswell, my, uh, my, no, hold on, whatever I call you. Erswell is when I get drunk and I say you're fired. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. My, Just it's call my me Erswell from now on. Intrepid producer, Erswell. Mikey Greenwood, and our guest, uh, the wonderful Kevy. Ladies and gentlemen, Yay! my name is Simon King, and that's What's Wrong This Week. Oh.